0: each and every friday we talk gambling with him that's what he does for a living that is his job 25 hours a day tom says bill i'm sure you're gonna ask brad to break down the national championship game i just want to know straight up no points who does he think wins
1: oh i mean i think michigan wins i mean i mean there's a reason why they're a four and a half point favorite here Uh I know a lot of people like Washington, the um, red-hot team. I mean, people like teams that win them a lot of money, and Washington winning outright as an underdog each of the last two games. I think people bet them, obviously, in the Pac-12 title game because they were surprised how big that point spread was. Probably fouled it up and bet them up as an underdog against Texas. I just think, you know, when you look at it, I just see a bunch of different pathways for Michigan to be able to win this game. I see one pathway for Washington and that's Michael Penix has to play, you know, the elite football. Now, is he capable of doing that? Absolutely. I mean, but he has to be just as good, if not better than what he was against Texas for, for Washington to win the game. I think Michigan's going to run right at Washington. Uh, and I mean, what, what Texas probably should have stuck to a little bit longer than what they did, uh, yeah, but I, I like Michigan to win this game. What surprised you most about the Alabama-Michigan game? Uh, I mean, hindsight's always 20-20. I mean, a lot of my guys told me that Michigan Michigan's going to be the right side. And maybe I just, you know, prisoner uh, of falling in the trap that you know, I saw. Our ball coach teams in postseason choke a little bit, and I would say they did play tight. It's not like they played a perfect game. They made some mistakes. I mean, hell, McCarthy you know, tried to throw a pick on the first play of the game, uh, but but I thought overall Michigan obviously controlled the line of scrimmage, particularly in the first half, particularly down the stretch of the fourth quarter and in overtime. I thought they outcoached uh, them significantly. I mean, if you don't believe me, I mean, look at – Look at that couple of offensive drives from Michigan the first half. They had Alabama's defense completely confused, to say the least. I, I thought, obviously, Harbaugh's a little bit more aggressive. Kudos for him for making that fourth down call in, in the fourth quarter on the, uh, on the game-tying drive to force overtime. Uh, Alabama's offensive line struggled all year. I thought they corrected some of it a little bit. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Uh, across the board, they struggled there. Mill struggled throwing the football. Alabama, I mean, for a team that recruits as well as they do, I mean, they they do lack playmakers, uh, at least compared to what they had four or five years ago. Uh, I just think the more depressing thing, if you you bet Alabama or if you're an Alabama fan, was just, I mean, Michigan beat you up at the line of scrimmage. Second team to do that this year. Uh, Texas was the first one. I mean, you just did not ever see that for 14 or 15 years. If Alabama lost a football game, it was a Herculean effort by uh, Cam Newton or Johnny Football where Alabama had four or five turnovers in the game. It wasn't that somebody lined them up uh, and played man versus man and beat you on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I mean, that that would be a big concern of mine moving forward uh, with Alabama.
0: Humble Seeker has a good one. He wants your thoughts on the Grizz plus 12.5 versus those Jackrabbits. He wants to know, can Montana keep it close? He's talking about the Montana Grizzlies, South Dakota State Jackrabbits, That's on Sunday, and the number I have here is the Jackrabbits minus 13-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why that's a a pretty big point spread. I mean, uh, historically speaking, South Dakota State's one of the best FCS teams of all time. I mean, they've won 28 in a row. Uh, I mean, you go through it. Uh, 14 of their last 18 wins at the FCS have come against ranked FCS teams. So, I mean, it's not like they're ducking anybody. And they've just been dominant. I mean, they're plus 3.2 yards per play margin. I mean, that's that's about a half yard better than 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama, just to put in perspective how dominant South Dakota State's been. Uh, with that being said, you know, I bet an early number of 14.5 on Montana. Just, I mean, that's just a numbers bet for me. I thought, well, I probably won't see that number again. So I went ahead and made a little bet there. But the more I dive into this game, uh, I think South Dakota State's the right side as far as the point spread. Montana fortunate to be there. Back-to-back overtime wins at home. Uh, I, I think South Dakota is uh, you know, a team that's going to win their second straight national championship.
0: Jeff, too, has an NFL item. Ask Brad, the Baltimore Ravens are 1-4 in their last five playoff games, while the 49ers are 4-1 in their last five playoff games. With the NFL playoffs starting next Saturday, does Brad like the Ravens or 49ers to win the Super Bowl, or does he like the rest of the
1: field? Uh, always price-dependent. I mean, obviously those two, you know, they deserve to be the co-favorites. Cool uh I'll take the field. I mean, it's just, it, it, when it comes to the NFL, I mean, no one is this do, you know, dominant over the rest of the league. And I don't think we have a dominant team. I mean, I, you thought the 49ers at times were, and then, you know, the Ravens go out there and beat them. And then like he, what he, what he brought up. I mean, I haven't seen a consistency aspect from the Ravens in the postseason. So, and they might get a bad matchup in their first game in the playoffs if they have to play like a Cleveland team, uh, which would be very interesting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the field versus uh, Baltimore and, and the 49ers. Brad, is there somewhere
0: you could bet odds of the Harbaugh's winning Super Bowl in the College National Championship?
1: I have not seen that. I'm sure there's something like that. I'll have to dig around here yeah. during a break and see if I can find it in a couple spots. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there's something to that. Do you still feel like Harbaugh's gone? Uh, I, I, you know, I I've always said it's like fifty-fifty. I mean, the Bears' job is not going to open up, so I mean that that uh, you know stops at least one particular job. I mean, I think the Chargers would be very uh, in- interested. Uh, I if you believe the, the deal out there, I mean, my goodness, ten years, 125 million. It's <laughs> tough seeing him getting that much, even in the NFL. I mean, that was the Michigan offer. So uh, I'm fifty-fifty whether he stays or goes.
0: I was talking about this just having fun last hour, briefly. And you make a lot of bets during the non-playing portion of the season, but I don't know how early you actually get into that. FanDuel has Heisman odds out. And at the top is Quinn Ewers, Carson Beck, and Jalen Mirro, plus 750. A player, Brad, who has started one game in his life has the third best odds on this fan duel list, and it's Nico Iamaleava. Question A What's the earliest you've ever bet on the next year? We're not even technically done with this one. And if you were giving advice,
1: would you wait on all that this spring? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, I have made a bet already a few weeks ago on oh, no, Colorado's win total. Uh, so, That's yeah, right. I'm not afraid to. That's <laughs> right. I mean, about a month ago, actually, I did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not afraid to bet early. You know, I'm not certainly not afraid to bet early with the Heisman, but I've had my most success betting the Heisman in, like, April, right after spring. Um, yeah. I, I like to shop. I mean, I it's a market where, you know, I I have an idea and a game plan, but the, the most important piece of that game plan is just shopping. I mean, uh, to, trying to get the absolute best odds, looking at ten, twelve books. So I I don't. I'm looking at those. I I'm not jumping. Nothing's really catching my eye there. Uh, I there's still a lot of sifter. I mean, I, I just got done doing a show and someone's telling me how great Ole Miss is going to be and they bet Ole Miss to win the national championship. And then I mean, within 24 hours, I mean Judkins is in. The portal. Not that he's moving Old Miss's power any much, but that just goes to show you that there's still so many things to <laughs> moving pieces here. I mean, we still got another portal window that, that needs to open up and close. So, I, I I'm not sure that I'll get too aggressive uh, in those futures types markets. Whether it's Heisman right now or, or the, certainly in the national championship for next year, I'm not gonna. I don't have much interest unless I I, I think there's a mistake and uh, you know one particular book's just pricing it totally wrong. I. I, I will probably be making a lot of bets come April, and but by that I mean <laughs> I mean I I can make a hundred of them in that month.
0: Are you surprised though that Nico is so highly listed here?
1: Yeah, whoever made those odds is pretty, you know, on top of it. So yeah, I am in that regard. I mean, it gets uh, you know, all it takes is, I mean the. I can't believe the books don't do this, but all it takes is them to hire out uh, outside source and just have somebody that knows college football a little bit and have them, uh, you know, th- th- tell you who, who are the up and coming players. So yeah, I mean, I, five six years ago, Nico would have been probably fifty to one. Uh, so um, sure. kind of disappointing to see a guy like that at fourteen to one.
0: Now, that's amazing. Now that's based on reputation, and one I I doubt that's based on one game. But it's based on what everybody thinks the upside is, right?
1: Yeah, upside, and also, I mean, you got a very offensive-friendly system. So, uh, I, I, I don't like fourteen to one. I, 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 w- I would need a lot more than that because obviously, uh, <laughs> I mean, a little disappointing. I didn't know he was that short because that would, that would have been a guy that I, I thought I'd be betting, you know, fifty to one <laughs> or even better than that. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had, for, for I mean, for comparison's sake, I mean, I was able to bet uh, Hendon Hooker like eighty to one. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a little disappointing. And Hendon Hooker had multiple years as a starting quarterback at Virginia Tech. So, whoever made those odds did, did, did a pretty good job. Just glancing over them right now. And Hendon Hooker before
0: the South Carolina game was right at the top of those
1: who could favored. win it that year. Was he the yeah, favorite? to win it at that point.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah, that and you had that one at 80 to 1. Wow. 80 to 1, yep. All right, we'll get the break. More Brad as we continue Friday edition. Post your questions. I'm the Nashville Hotel.
2: Good morning. Still a little bit of traffic by. trying to get up uh, through Antioch right now on 24 westbound. Coming in from Rutherford County. Normally it would be a lot heavier than it is right now as you leave Murfreesboro towards Nashville. Still clear right now up through Brentwood, Franklin on 65. Going northbound up through Williamson County headed towards south Nashville. Still holding up also on 65 over here at Trinity Lane where it got a little bit busy just a few minutes ago. A hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's got to be Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online right now now at Tomahawkcrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
3: Cool Deck LLC, the Dexpert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in a child's life. This message is brought to you by Cool Deck LLC. For decorative concrete, resurfacing for patios, sidewalks, garages, pool decks, and more, give the pros a call today at 615-836-9595. 615-836-9595. Visit CoolDeck.com and like them on Facebook. That's Cool Deck LLC. They're professionals who care.
4: I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer.
3: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Text the best college football radio show in the history of humankind. 615-844-5600 The Bill King Show.
0: You touched on Judkins from Ole Miss in the portal. That had been rumored. They came after him hard last year, too, after his shocking debut as a three-star running back. Probably the best running back in the SEC his freshman year. And they weren't able to prime loose a year ago. He's from a small Alabama town. Alabama and Auburn did not want him at the time. Love to have him now, I'm sure. But now that he's in the portal and it sounds like it got to the point with him where the high maintenance outweighed his worth,
1: what kind of impact did he have wherever he goes? Yeah, good question. Uh, I don't know if you're to start treating uh, college football like the NFL. Uh, I, running backs aren't overly valuable uh, as a position. It's really good to get him, uh, if you can get him cheap and young and, uh, you know, the the, the, t- the tread on the tires uh, isn't necessarily there, uh, then sure, you know, uh, go out and get yourself a running back. But, I mean, he, he's upwards of five 500 carries now in the in the SEC. Uh, had, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I would say, I don't want to call it disappointing, but he certainly was more productive his freshman year than he was his sophomore year, and then if there's Issues. I mean, if, if money's everything, uh, but you, you said the maintenance. I'm hearing the, the demands on, the, uh, on what he wants. I I don't know if uh, the, the the juice is worth the squeeze here. Uh, and I, I I don't. If I'm going to believe the rumors that are out there, I don't blame Ole Miss for not spending money on a running back. It's just not that valuable a position. You can go out and get a. I mean, there's plenty of examples. Cody Schrader from Missouri at a D two. Uh, school, I mean, you can go out there and find people that can run the football.
0: There are reports that he went to Lane Kiffin during the season to suggest ways that he would like to see the offense run. There's a report that during the bowl game, Jackson Dart at one point had to call a timeout to ask Lane Kiffin to take Junkins out of the game because he was berating the offensive linemen. There's Evie talking about it earlier during the bowl game where he'd be on the ground. Offensive linemen would walk by him, not offer to help him up at all. There's also reports that continuously he's asking for more money, more money, more money, more money, when they thought they had a deal in place and they've upped his ante. So it sounds like it became a big headache. And then Jackson Dart on Instagram posted that Tom Brady video about – when you have somebody that's all about me, I'd like to play against you. Go to the other team.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you read it. There's enough tea leaves. There's enough uh, right. d- 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 smoke there that there's some fire. So, yeah, I, 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 I there might be addition by subtraction there. That, that there'll be. I trust Lane Kiffin's ability to go out there and get uh, a guy in the portal to, to replace that production, especially in an offensive-friendly system.
0: I'm guessing I asked you about it last week. I don't remember. Is Steve Vangelia a threat to be the Notre Dame court? I don't think so because you don't bring in Riley Leonard to sit around. But that did become interesting.
1: Yeah, it uh, certainly did. Uh I'm trying to think when we talked. I think no, I think uh, last we talked it was right before that game. Uh, okay, was probably. So, was. Yeah, we didn't get the aftermath because we talked. That was a what a Friday afternoon game. Correct. Uh, I think if they they owe it to the team to 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 have a legit competition. Uh, I think Steve Angeli uh, is decent. Yeah, I think the comment that I remember you were asking me about uh, Angeli versus. Uh, uh you know, I, what Drew Pine, and I said, well, I think Angeli's a little bit better than uh, Drew Pine, and obviously he played much better than better. Drew Pine ever did. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, better than probably half the the games that Sam Hartman played this year. So I, I would hope that they open it up and have a legit competition. I mean, obviously Riley Leonard's going to be the favorite, but uh, I know Notre Dame would really prefer Steve Angeli's on their roster next fall. Then, then you know, I, I still think there's a good possibility he might transfer after spring but uh, they, they need him on the roster because, I mean, it, it helps. Even if he doesn't win the job, it helps utilize Riley Leonard more. You, you want to run Riley Leonard. So if you got a very capable backup quarterback, you're probably not as afraid to to run Riley Leonard 15, 20 times a game. So uh, Steve Angeli is a pretty important piece of the 2024 uh, Fighting Irish.
0: With what they have coming back on offense and defense – this is going to be a, and I know the fans and the critics are going to say, yeah, but Bill, it's always Notre Dame. Well, that's not necessarily true, but the perception is they're always overrated. That is the perception. This is a Brad. I'm trying to think this is one of the better looking on paper. Notre Dame teams returning. I can recall certainly in the last 10 plus years.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I kind of was figuring that in the Oregon State game. I, I just, I, I got tied too, too much to my position on Oregon State because I had to, you know, the, the, I was in front of five, six, seven point moves there on, on Oregon State in that bowl game. But somebody asked me the day of the game what to bet. And I was like, you know what? The more I think about it, I, I, I kind of like Notre Dame at this cheap of a number. And that was, I mean, it went as low as four in some spots. And the reason the thought process, I'm getting to the point here, uh, is, it's evident that Marcus Freeman has upgraded the roster, particularly uh, players 22 through 44. Uh, and you saw that in the bowl game. I mean, when you looked at snap counts on Notre Dame's offense for the regular season, 11 of their 12 guys were out. Uh, their top 12 snap count guys in the regular season did not play in the bowl game, and yet they went out there and you, wouldn't, you couldn't tell. Uh, in fact, I mean, in some instances, the offense looked better. I mean, from a game plan perspective, uh, and I know they're playing a depleted Oregon State team, but but, but whatever. I mean, Notre Dame was more depleted, uh, at least on offense. So I, I think the, the, there's a lot more depth. Uh, there's, you know, if they can figure out a couple positions on the offense line, what they want to do there. Uh, I, I, I thought they answered the, the transfer portal well as far as wide receiver, that they still probably need to get another guy there. A safety, uh, maybe even a linebacker. Uh, a guy on the offensive line, particularly a tackle. I'm not sure you're going to get a great guy there, but they, they still got a little bit of work to do, three, four guys, that I'd like to see in the portal. But other than that, it's – it's Marcus Freeman's upgraded the talent level. Uh, they're, they're much deeper than, than previous Notre Dame teams. Uh, and I thought they showed that. I know they lost three games, but, I mean, go look at their wins. I mean, there wasn't anything fluky outside of the Duke game. I mean, they won all their games by like 20-plus points uh, outside of the Duke game. So this is a team that uh, – started to show some flashes last year, and I could even argue that they probably should have won another game or two last year. I did not like the offensive coaching, to say the least. And, heck, even Gadooley probably proved that that how bad Parker was because I thought Gadooley called a better game in the bowl game than Parker did at any point during the season. And now you're going to put Mike Denbrock in there? Uh, If they keep Al Golden on defense, I mean, there's not a better OCDC combo probably in the country and the upgraded talent level, yeah, I'm not saying Notre Dame's going to win the national championship, but they're capable next year of finally ending that 30-plus year uh, having won a major bowl game. And, and uh, obviously a major bowl game would be a playoff win next year. I think Notre Dame's capable of winning a playoff game or two.
0: Jalen Milrow is at Alabama. He's not in the portal. And not that that was anticipated because – Once we got past the USF game where he didn't play, he played well until the Michigan game. And Eli Holstein, a true freshman from Louisiana, is in the portal. Ty Simpson's dad says that his kid's back. And then they have the player that everybody's most excited about, Dylan Lonergan, the true freshman. You think this spring there'll be a legitimate competition for somebody to unseat Lonergan to unseat Milton?
1: Uh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I would say significant favorite. Milro will be your starter next year. Yeah I, yeah. I think the real race will be the following year because uh, you got another kid coming in this year that, that might probably even better than Lonergan in my opinion. uh the Julian saying kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I still think Milro did enough there down the stretch besides the Michigan game to to be an overwhelming favorite to be the starter. I think so.
0: That that game. Probably ought to give some of the credit to Michigan. Jesse Mentor, the defensive coordinator. Michigan controlled the line of scrimmage, and Milrow was getting killed with a pass rush. And And as athletic as he is, he was having troubles with it. Let's also admit... He didn't have much faith in the center, who's now in the portal. The center was shaky as all get-out in that game and had problems during the year. And he's been in the portal. Apparently, according to Kevin Hagan, that was planned before that game. That was not a product of that game, although he didn't play well. Milrose, the quarterback, he's going to catch the heat about it, but frankly, he didn't have a lot of help, did he?
1: No, he didn't. Uh, well, I mean, it's tough. I don't care if you're Tom Brady or Jalen Noro. I mean, you got pressure in your face constantly. I mean, you're not going to perform very well. And you know, I, let's just look at the snaps. I mean, when you have bad snaps all year, I mean, you get away with it against Middle Tennessee. You know, looking, you got to look down for the football, take your eyes off the defense for a half second or a second, um, still get away with it uh, against the majority of teams on your schedule. Can't do it against Michigan. You can't. That extra half second, a second makes all the difference. The woman made a difference. I mean, everyone beat up Tommy Reese for the play call. Well, I'll be honest with you: if the bad snap's not there, and Millrow reads the blocking assignment a little bit better, Uh, (laughs) there was an there was an alley and a lane there for him to run off the guard and the tackle to 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 walk into the end zone on that final play. So uh, it just shows you a bad snap, and when you're playing an elite team, can can really disrupt things. So I. I'm not, you know, wild by Milo. Obviously, he still has to improve as a passer, to, to say the least. But I, I didn't necessarily pin that game on him. I, I thought, again, like I mentioned on the open, the more striking thing is Alabama getting beat up yet again at the line of scrimmage. That's just something you have not seen for the last 15 years too often.
0: If Hawball leaves, would they think about elevating off the staff is Jesse mentor far enough along in his career? He's pretty young. I believe he's only forty
1: What I've heard is more Sharon Moore would get the probably right. do the odds on favorite to get the gig. Uh, and speaking of that, I did look up uh, a few books. Uh Jim Harbaugh, week one, uh NFL's minus one eighty, Michigan plus one forty. That's at uh, bet online. Uh, so favorite right now, NFL minus one eighty. Do do the math there, that's over sixty percent. So uh, at least that one book. Let me see how I can see how much I can bet on that. Uh, it's Probably a low limit. Everyone quotes these odds, and uh, the limits are the limits twenty five bucks. So I mean, when people quote these odds, because uh, I was betting players in the portal, uh, a few of these books, and the limits were like twenty five bucks. That is not a liquid market. Should not be re- representative of what the true odds of Jim Harbaugh if he's going to stay at Michigan or not. I hope that makes sense. No, oh, it
0: does. It does. It just seems fitting to me. If indeed he wins this game, wins a national championship, he rids himself of the NCAA. According yeah. to Coach Pete earlier, he and Ward Manuel
1: do not speak.
0: Apparently, now this you is know.
1: Nor should they. The way he was treated. Uh, correct. Obviously, take a pay cut and all that. So uh, he said. After I, I would after not the blame him one second.
0: He said, after the pay cut, Harbaugh informed Ward-Manuel, I'm going straight to the president. I'm not talking to you about anything. That strained the entire NCAA thing. There's always a battle with the media. And and now I don't know that this environment of re-recruiting your team and getting poached. And I just think not only that, but Coach Pete was talking – they they will pay him fifteen seventeen million bucks in the NFL if he gets one
1: of those gigs. Why not? I, yeah, I mean, I I guess they can. I don't know if they're going to give him ten years though. <laughs> I mean, right, right. Within three years at the NFL, so I I still think he can make the most money he can make is you know signing the long term deal at Michigan. But I don't think money is obviously that important to him for the most part. Uh but yeah, I, I he just wants to coach football. Uh he's a ball coach. Uh it, I, definitely more old school than new school. So I if you're that if you have that philosophy, I don't know how you want to coach college football right now. I just uh, there's way too many moving pieces. So uh, yeah, I don't blame him if he leaves, especially if they win the title. I mean he would accomplish every single goal and then some. In fact, as high as the expectations were, if he if he leaves Michigan the national championship Harbaugh would have exceeded his expectations when he took the job. I mean, that's that's how good of a job he's done here the last three years.
0: Yeah, if you're a veteran college coach who's made a lot of money and you have an NFL opportunity, which is very few and far between, very, very rare, but if you do like Harbaugh, I think you're 100%. And I don't like the pro game, so I'm not watching them when they go there, but – you got to make that move just for health, peace of mind, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: A couple more minutes here with Brad, Brad Powers. BradPowersports.com.
2: Morning actually looks pretty good right now as you make your way through the Mount Julian area coming in from Wilson County. There was a little bit of radar out in Wilson and Smith County earlier. Normally it would be really heavy right now on 24 westbound coming in from Rutherford County up through the Hickory Hollow area, Antioch. It looks pretty good up through that right now. However, there is some radar out here in parts of Rutherford County and uh, also Coffee County as well. Be careful. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's got to be Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
3: The Locksmith Company, our full-service locksmithing expert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by The Locksmith Company, a proud veteran employer. For all your residential, commercial, or automotive locksmithing needs, call today for a free estimate or 24-7 emergency service at 931-801-5427, 931-801-5427. And also visit the LSCO.com. The Locksmith Company is looking forward to seeing you. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger. In the community, God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved That's ByFaithFarm.com It's just a few cocktails at happy hour
4: There aren't any cops around After every game, we always have a few It's no big deal
2: It was just a few drinks, I'm good
4: Hey, I can hold my liquor
1: I drink and drive all the time.
4: If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
3: It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and FOX 17's Justin McFarlane.
0: They've put themselves in this position. It's a shame they put themselves in this position because I think not only is the division there to be had, the conference is there to be had. If they had more talent, if they had their stuff together, it's not the murderer's row that we thought the AFC was going to be
3: going into the season. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. We have more Jeffs than you do. It's the Bill King Show.
0: Missouri and their ascension this year. Arizona, their ascension. Is that sustainable?
1: Arizona? Uh, Missouri as well. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, I think, a little bit more if they can hold on to Jed Fish just because, I mean, they're in a conference where that they're not going to, you know, step on a field at any point and be significantly out-talented by the Kansas States, the Utahs of the world uh, in that conference. So, yeah, I think as long as they hold Shed Fish, they can be okay. Uh now, Do I expect them to continue to win 10 games every year? No. I mean, just historically they, they haven't been that type of program. Uh, Missouri, obviously, <laughs> schedules are really tough. But I will say one thing going in Missouri's favor is, it looks like they want to spend some money. So, uh, and it's been evident by them being able to get a five star or two here in the last couple of years. So, uh, I, I think they can at least, I, do, do I expect them to win 10 or 11 games every year? No, but I, I think they can at least go from where they were for the, the several long stretches here where they've been basically a six and six type of program. I think they can step that up and be more like an eight and four uh, type of program. And then in a good season like this year, uh, they they can win their ten you know ten games and then win win a bowl game. So uh, both uh, I had no meandering answer there, but uh, I did, did, to get to the where point where no, I think both teams had historical outlier seasons, but doesn't mean that they're going to automatically go back to to what they were prior to this season.
0: Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker is a target. I think the number one target for LSU. For Brian Kelly. In twenty twenty one, Brad, if you recall, Missouri might as well not have fielded a defense. They were God yeah. forsaken. That guy comes in and they're now in the top twenty-five. Which is which is remarkable. You're right. Because of those state laws they got adopted a year plus ago, they're very competitive in the name, image, likeness, money world. If you're this guy, last time Brian Kelly, let's just go back, had a crisis like that was Brian Van Gorder's defense just crashed and burned, fired him midseason, took a friend of mine, Greg Hudson, elevated him off the football staff to take over, finish the year, and then he went and got Elko, and that was an immediate fix, right? That that, that fixed everything. Yep. If you're Baker, is that too alluring to turn down?
1: Uh, It'll come down to dollars and cents uh, and see if Missouri can get close uh, to to that. Uh, But, yeah, probably. I mean, obviously LSU's a a team that's won three national championships with with three different coaches. I mean, uh, 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 you know, a lot more upside to, to, to LSU from possible money being made. Uh, possible, you know, putting your, you know, taking the next level. And if you want to be a head coach, well, if you do a good job at LSU as a D.C., your chances of getting a head coaching job are, are that much greater. Uh, and, you know, I, I obviously think program-level LSU is a step up from Missouri, regardless of what the two teams' records were this year. Yeah. Now,
0: if you're in his shoes, just let him fight for you, right? You're going to do well
1: either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, The bidding (laughs) war, let it commence.
0: One thing we don't talk about,
1: never talk about,
0: you don't think these coaches who always downplay the money when it's always about the money, you don't think they're on the phone with their wives (laughs) updating them on what we may get?
1: I mean, come on. (laughs) It's about the money. (laughs) It is. I mean, obviously, if things are close, the, the, yeah. Then, you know, you can say that, oh, it wasn't all about the money, but, it you know, if things aren't equal, it's going to be about the money. So it, it just it, it is what it is. I mean, Mike Dembrock, he's another LSU guy. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame, shockingly, offered more money than, than LSU did. So, obviously, he has an allure to go back to South Bend because he likes it there and has been there multiple times at different points in his career. But also the fact that Notre Dame made him the highest paid offensive coordinator in the country, I don't think for a second that that didn't matter him uh, to to not uh, eventually sign that deal that he agreed to at LSU.
0: If the money's close and mama likes the uh, private elementary school and the country club, then you're probably staying, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) That's well put there.
0: (laughs) Brad, tell everybody how they can get your info. And, of course, Brad uh, is all about the NFL, too. And he'll be uh, issuing his – predictions all through on his newsletter but go ahead brad
1: yeah brad powersports.com is the website you click on the bill king tab for that and Then i'll also have some specials going up as far as uh, the upcoming season i mean we're already in preparation mode for <laughs> 2024 so make sure you check that out brad powers, Bill King tab top of the page all
0: right bud see you next week
1: hey take care bill
0: mr brad powers yeah things are even and mama really likes the school likes to other wives, it's a good neighborhood, country clubs good, money is very similar, tax situation very similar. Those are all items, all considerations that you have to make. Most of us have never lived that life where you're constantly moving around and packing it up. That'd be a tough gig. You're well compensated, though. That's a good thing about it. They pay you well for that inconvenience. Get another break. Yeah, next Friday we will be in town. Got moved, not today. Omni Nashville Hotel.